0: The following program is sponsored by Linda's Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Linda's Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindus Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindus. And hey, good morning. Andy is taking the day off today. I'm sure he's probably doing a little coaching a little hockey. It's just a guess on my part, but he does a lot of that. Our friend uh, Luke Panic is back, who is, the, among other things, with Linda's Construction, the deck and porch specialist. we like to invite uh, Luke in here to help us out, because I would imagine a lot of people, and you do this for a living, but a lot of people love to think about decks this time of year. Do it, they not? Especially if they're thinking, we need a new deck, or just change something.
1: Well specifically between christmas and new year's i don't think anybody thinks about home improvement much but as on january 2nd, people will
0: isn't that true yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, everything goes out of mind until you get all your christmas paper you know put away and all the leftovers put away and back to and work and back, back to school back to work back to work back to the gym yeah and then like oh yeah we got up to, we got some projects we got to get
0: yeah. scheduled
1: time to schedule them.
0: And the th- that's that. Was going to ask you next because if if somebody wants a deck built next year, meaning a couple days from now, but but, but mm-hmm. in, in 2019, you've got to get it underway now. As as far as the plans,
1: yeah, yeah. With our company and a lot of companies, our lead times are are, are out there a little bit. So if you wanna you want to get something done this summer, now is the time to get it ordered for sure.
0: Do people still... By the way, if you have a question, it doesn't have to be about decks. It can be about porches. can be about any other kind of home improvement question. But uh, since Luke is here and he knows his way around decks and decking, 651-989-9226 or uh, send us a text, 81807. Uh, Material-wise, are people still uh, liking cedar as far as deck material?
1: Rarely. Rarely.
0: Yeah, because you t- told us a long time ago, it was like... Eighty some percent or more now, or want the low maintenance?
1: Yeah, lower maintenance synthetics of some sort. The uh, cedar is pretty rare, uh, just because it's such a delicate wood. Mm-hmm. Requires regular maintenance in order for it to stay alive. Yeah, and, and working. I mean, I'm on a lot of cedar decks where people have called us because their foot went through, and that's definitely an indicator that it's time to replace yeah. the decking. But um, yeah, cedar's not real. Not real common anymore for me to recommend to people, at least.
0: What do you What do you like personally? What, what's your favorite? I I like. I I think someday we'll have Zuri on, on our backyard.
1: I think but, you should. Yeah, you are ready for some Zuri? I think so. I like Zuri. That's probably my favorite one. I I just love the way that it looks. Number one, but most importantly, I think it's. Uh, or secondly, it's 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 the most durable one. What what we forget about these synthetic decks is that they're going to be on there for thirty years. Yeah. And so how well it takes wear and tear is pretty important because you can't, you know, like your wood deck, it starts to look old. You can spruce it back up and make it look new again with your, you can go, right? You can go to Menards mm-hmm. and get your sure. mechanical bull sanding machine. Well, these synthetics, once you've beat them up, there's no rejuvenating them. You know, there's nothing. To, so its it's durab- surface durability is probably the most important attribute of it. And Zuri's the toughest because of its acrylic surface. So it, it handles that that wear and tear better than anything. And there's
0: other good ones.
1: Uh, there's no question. There's a good, better, best in just about everything. But the Zuri handles are the best.
0: I think you were the one that brought in some samples years ago mm-hmm. uh, to show us. Yeah. And it, it, I was impressed because it, it, it's got a wood grain mm-hmm. look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think it really scratches easily either.
1: Really, really tough on the surface. Yeah. yeah. You know, what about
0: installation of that? Is it is it a different substructure for that?
1: same we put the same frame down it it's a little more time consuming to install um it's it has trimming components for around the edge of the deck that are more difficult to install but mm-hmm. also give it a premier look you know so it takes a little bit longer to st- to install but once it's done it's quite striking
0: what about a rail system for something like that is that is that a different company a yeah. different uh, product
1: yeah um some manufacturers make railing most of the railings um are not what i would consider to be a, a top-end railing because they come on a, a kit in a box and they got to be able to be shipped so there, there's when you assemble a, a rail section of a hundred pieces and it's screws and holes and fit it all together it just it isn't as strong and durable as a full welded railing yeah. uh, so i like the welded railings that are one piece panels that are really rigid and strong. I feel like they have less things that can go wrong over time, and their finishes hold up better. Um, so that's that's typically what we're pairing. A, we're pairing a a, rail, a fortress style railing with some other type of natural decking, whether it's zuri or azek or whatever. And there's no
0: staining. No, oh, that's music to my ear. music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, I think it was when you were here last time, Luke, uh, we talked about uh, these, uh, system railing system with glass panels. Mm-hmm. Is that, do people order that often enough or no? Is that pretty
1: pretty rare? Uh, I mean, that's rare. Yeah, it is rare. Um, I think primarily because, uh, there's some cleaning involved, you know, you, you notice dirty glass quicker than you do dirty metal balusters. I yeah, so, true. Uh, I think that's why, but it, in the right place it's there's no substitute for the view that that will give you you know uh, you can it just disappears
0: six five by the way, if you have any kind of a home improvement question, you can phone it in or text it in six five one nine eight nine nine two two six by the way, the text number is eight one eight zero seven. Here's a, a text that has nothing to do with decking and that's fine. Uh, texter wants to know: Should I close the heat registers and shut the doors in the rooms I don't use on these cold days?
1: Well, it'll definitely save on the uh, the heat bill. Um, it's going to force what that does is force more heat to the rooms that you are in, and hit that hit that that temperature that's set on the thermostat quicker, so it'll shut it down and, and save some money. So that's great idea a lot of I know my parents always had the basement vents shut because they never went down there Mm. and when I would come home to visit from college or holidays or whatever I'd go downstairs and I was looking for where they were hanging the meat (laughs) because it was so (laughs) cold down there yeah so I had to open up the vents a little bit to get some heat down there but absolutely uh, you know and that's how you can control a lot of people don't think about that but throughout your house wherever your registers are you can kind of homes aren't evenly heated perfectly. So you can adjust the. if a room is cooler. You can close down the vents in the room where it's a little bit warmer than what you want and then open them up where it's cooler than you want and force some of that extra air to go there. You can just kind of moderate that without having a a thermostat in every room, you know, to some extent. So
0: Now it's your house. Are you all done now with finishing off your house? That's all finished out. Yeah. Do you, you and I've heard it for so many years, you turn your – furnace fan from auto to all the time to leave it on all the time i don't do that because it's it's got it's got an auto selection but i i've heard over the years if you do it especially during the uh, heating months mm-hmm. to leave it on for evidently it gets rid of dead spots and whatnot what, what do you do at your house
1: well i i do that i also have the in floor heat in my basement so oh I, yeah so you want to try to as much of that moving around the house because your most efficient heat is that radiant heat from a solid mass that's hot. So, um, you know, I, I turn that the radiant heat on and then turn the fan on and run, keep circulating. Is Plus, that pretty
0: efficient heat?
1: It, as efficient as you can get, um, okay. you know, other than geothermal or well, sure. some, you know, solar system. But, yeah, yeah, it's very efficient.
0: Hang on. Uh, we've got callers coming in. We have texters as well. 651-989-9226 or uh, send uh, Luke a text, 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, brought to us every week by our friends at Lindis Construction. Andy Linda's taking the day off today. Luke Panic is back with us, the deck and porch specialist uh, with uh, Lindis Construction. So especially today, if you have a deck or porch type of question for Luke, uh, call it in or text it in at uh, 651-989-9226. That's the phone number. The uh, text number is 81807. All right, Luke, let's push you back to work here. Lois is calling in from New Hope with a question. Lois, what is your question for Luke?
2: Um, I I just kind of want to follow up on shutting the doors for the wintertime to save on the gas
0: billing. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: I do that. Um, But I don't um, shut the doors where there's water pipes. Because, I don't know, if it gets really cold and if but there isn't insulation in the house that the pipes could freeze, Is, is that that reasonable?
1: Yeah, it, anywhere there's uh, water lines that a lot of times it's in the floor system um, where the rim of the house, sometimes the rim of a house isn't insulated properly and water pipes are at risk. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, something to be concerned about and, and, and make sure of for sure. And potentially insulate those pipes if they're accessible put some wrap around them would be a good idea too.
0: All right. Thanks, Lois. Appreciate it. Lois leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. Text, by the way, text number 81807. What type of touch-up paint, texter wants to know, should be used for scratch or chips on aluminum deck railing? Hmm. hmm. Touch-up um,
1: paint. Well, typically, the, the manufacturers that we have available um, to us offer touch-up paint you can get it typically it comes with the rails system so i would get that from um i would get that from the manufacturer now if i didn't know who made the railing and um i would go down to uh, a sherwin williams or a Hershfield and and uh, take a look at what they have for what would be called dtm paint direct to metal paint um
0: you prime that first,
1: probably probably not no. if it's a if it's a scratch. Um, yeah, you know I, I I don't know that that's necessary on aluminum. Certainly on an iron one, if it was some rust involved, we'd want to get the rust off and use maybe a rust oleum primer or something sure. like that. But you just need to buy a metal paint. You could put you know the big mistake would be to grab the can of house paint, uh, yeah. wall paint uh, that's latex or something and put it on there. That's not that's just not going to work. Will hold anymore. up? No, not going to hold up for more than about an hour. So
0: are people uh, requesting Lindis you guys to uh, to build porches and what what what, what kind of requests? Three three season, four season. What's going up these days?
1: All of the above. Uh, most times, people want something that feels like a different space. They've got enough sheetrock in their life, and so they want to have something that feels different. Open air porches are like that. They're covered, but you're outside all the way up to you know a sun space room that's heavily screened but closable and then rooms with a knee wall and storm windows um, where you're, you you can actually have glass and, and close it up but really open it up a lot in the summertime all all ranges but a lot of times we're we have a wood interior a wood ceiling um where we make that room feel like they're at a at their cabin it's Just Wednesday,
0: do you usually or not insulate something like that depending on so,
1: yeah, it depends is. on if they want it to be considered a screen room if as long as there is an exterior grade door between your house and that room, you have a choice, okay if you want to have an interior door that opens into that room, it has to be insulated and heated
0: I would imagine yeah, yeah. That makes sense,
1: but as long as you maintain an an insulated Exterior grade door, you can do whatever you want out there. It just depends on how you permit it, if you're going to call it a, a screen porch or if you're going to call it a, you know,
0: finished four-season room. If you want to send Luca a text, 81807. Here's one that says, for those of us that are on a budget and also like the feel of walking barefoot on wood on a sunny day, can you share your thoughts on the, quote, cedar-tone-treated wood decking out there? I'm not sure what that is.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with it. Um and this is a product that's readily available at Lumber Yards. Your big box stores have it. It's it's no different than treated wood. It's just cedar tone treated wood. So the the color of the treatment is a honey natural color. They they have it kind of brownish color or like a honey color. It's no different than typical green treated wood. It just the, has a different pigment to it. So and there's there's nothing wrong with it. Is it, there
0: a longer a la- lot longer life to that kind of wood versus cedar? oh, lasts
1: forever. I mean, yeah. it lasts a long time compared to cedar. The downside, the downside to treated green treated wood. It's typically southern yellow pine. The good stuff is or ponderosa pine. If it's treated like that, the downside to it is when they treat it, it, it swells up with a me- about seventy to eighty percent moisture content. So it's a waterlogged board hmm. with this uh, preservative in it. And then it goes into a stack of a bundle of 200 of them in a bundle and gets wrapped with a wrap and then put on an indoor shelf somewhere where it's still very wet. When you go out, bring it outside, then to build with it in our environment. And, you know, in the summertime, it gets pretty hot and and it dries out fast. All that water leaves that board in a hurry and it shrinks and it cracks Mm. to extremes. That's the downside to treated wood. So the plus side to it is extremely durable. It's not going to rot or decay, but it could be quite disfigured and cracked. What innovation has come since, you know, over the last couple of years is now that they're, they're kiln drying the treated wood. So they're taking that moisture out of it after it's been treated slowly in a kiln where they remove it slowly at the right temperature at the perfect environment so that it stays More straight,
0: Uh, more control, more
1: control, so that when you build with it, it doesn't shrink and crack near as much. So, that's the wood I would use or recommend if you don't. If you want a wood deck, which there are people that do, um, and you want to have uh, something that'll last, you don't have to replace it in 10, 12 years. You can stain it to keep it looking new if you want. Um, It's going to weather and gray, it's going to have imperfections, right? You know, all wood comes from trees, and most trees have branches. So there is going to be knots in the wood. There is going to be waning; we call it, where the edge looks a little different, and so it has imperfections. Uh, but it's going to hold up, and you have the ability to stain it if you want. But otherwise, it's just going to turn gray. It's going to weather like a fence post out in the, sure. on the hillside. Yeah, um, but we, you know, there is manufacturers that make decking that looks weathered. You know, just like we can buy antique-looking hardware for our cabinets. So there is an attraction to that. Um, but that would be the best now that's available in treated wood because it doesn't have that extreme shrink, crack, warp Hmm. downside to it that regular treated wood does.
0: Interesting. Luke, hang on. We're going to take a break here. We have another half hour of the show to go. If you want to call in your home improvement question, 651-989-9226 or send us a text and we have a bunch of those we'll get back to, 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. Danny Long here with Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist for Lindis Construction. If you have any kind of a home improvement question you want to have Luke field for you, call it in or text it in. There is a line open if you want to use it, 651-989-9226. Send a text if that is easier, like a lot of folks are doing, 81807. All right, Luke, let's see. What else do we have here? We... Texture says this, we want to remove carpet in our bedroom due to allergies and replace it with wood. Can we get in-floor heating with that kind of remodel? It's an upstairs master bedroom.
1: Yes, Uh, you can. So with wood floors. With wood floor, yeah. It's a a very special system. Um, But you can do, I know you can do it with boiler a boiler style system where they laid down a track basically where the 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 uh, tubing, the P V C tubing goes around in that track. It's like a mm. it's got a track made in the underlayment. And I you can roll it back around there and then you can install your wood floor on it. Um maybe even electric uh if you pour cement like with a bed of cement with electric where You've been put the wood on top of that. Like elect- that, the the toughest part about that when you are adding thickness to it is it changes the height of the floor. Sure, everywhere. So wherever the doors are associated with this becomes an issue. So sometimes tile might be the best because it can take up the le- least amount of thickness because you can put down a very thin underlayment, a thin bed of. Uh, electric matting that'll heat the tile and then the tile itself isn't that thick so yeah. the thinnest solution would likely be a tile floor that would work for this person but every situation's different with its door layout and everything and, and so it would have to be looked at but yeah there there's a way to get a heated
0: floor in there and this uh texture says and thank you for that uh it's an upstairs master bedroom yeah so
1: yeah so Can be a challenge. Can't don't have access to it underneath. A lot of times when floors and upper levels are, you the the trick with radiant heat is that wherever you put insulation is it drives the heat the other direction. So if you want to drive the heat up, you really should insulate underneath it. So that mass force all that heat. None of it's going down. All that makes sense. Directing it. It's reflecting it up. And so typically, in a wood floor like a 2 if you were going to do a brand new house you'd you'd have you'd actually insulate the joist space directly underneath that radiant heat to force the heat up um, and it's difficult to do on a house that's already done because sure. you've got a ceiling there that, on the main floor. but probably tile's going to be the best choice for this situation that you've described.
0: okay. Ah, uh, let's see. A text one uh, number is eight one eight zero seven. I think this. Well, I know the texture says: Are the diamond stakes as good as concrete for deck footings? Uh, what is it called? The diamond pier system? Yeah, the that, diamond piers. Let's let's do it if you can describe it because it's radio. It's not television. Can yeah. you describe what that looks like? That that type of system.
1: So if you. Um you ever you have a tripod and a camera ever yeah, in your life yeah, okay sure. so a tripod um is what a diamond pier basically looks like in the camera where the camera would sit on that tripod and i'm talking about a, a a tripod that you could stand and look through the camera the camera would be a diamond shaped piece of concrete about the size of a basketball or a volleyball hmm. just like almost like a wedding ring diamond and that has pre-mortised holes in it that these the tripod legs pass through and so that's what it looks like and that is in the earth and the diamond is at the top or the just the top of that diamond or the camera part of the tripod would be what you would see and then your footing or your post your deck post which is typically a 6x6 six six, would sit on top of that and its concept was developed down in Florida actually mm. for boggy swampy luminous soils that weren't good to set a footprint on Um, because it had such a wide grasp. It would really distribute weight with that tripod concept.
0: How long are the legs? They Uh, vary.
1: Uh, For a standard deck, we use what's called a DP-50, a Diamond Pier 50, which, you know, they're 48 inches. Okay. get down 48 to 50 inches. We can use bigger ones if we want to do a porch with them. Uh, So they're longer. They're 60 inches. Okay. So they get measured by running a tape measure down the hollow pipe that gets driven down there. That's how they determine the depth and um, the weight capacity that they can hold. Mm. It's the size of that diamond and the size of the how big and tall that tripod is. So that's how they work. They it, it turns out they're good in frost too. They're really good. They handle the freeze and thaw of soil really really well. So a lot of cities, you know, I always think of Plymouth, but a lot of swamp in Plymouth where when you dig a footing hole, a conventional footing hole down 48 inches, a lot of times the bottom foot will fill in with water. Hmm. So how do you, you know, it becomes a real challenge to pour good cylindrical concrete footing in there. So these are really, really good for that. Also, you don't have to excavate out all that material and haul it away. Uh, It's very unintrusive on the land. They work great.
0: Can you foresee that being used exclusively? In that, that most of that or a
1: helical pier. A helical pier we've talked about, like an earth screw, um, are also really good that way. Probably even better, but they're more costly. Um, the helical piers are another technology that is really a, an effective footing hmm. compared to dumping concrete Haven't into a that. hole. Yeah.
0: Let's go back to the phones, Luke. Mark is calling from St. Cloud, I believe. Mark, you're on with Luke. Good morning.
2: Good good morning. I have a fourteen hundred square foot rambler uh, master bath in a bedroom upstairs we would like to add a bathroom uh, one possibility is to put a half bath in the walk-in closet in the master bedroom but that would cramp the closet some the other option is to turn that second bedroom into a mud room uh, which would eliminate the Obviously, the bedroom, I have two bedrooms in the basement with a bathroom. I just wonder what you think you would vision as a builder uh, that would be more saleable. I mean, I plan on living there another 20 years, but at some point, I got to sell
1: it. Sure. I As long as I, I would think about when I talk to people about a remodel like this, I want to make sure that I keep three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Do you, if you sacrificed a bedroom would you could you maintain three bedrooms?
2: Yes, I have two more in the basement they're finished, and you know they're they're working
1: yeah, so that just from an up and you know your real estate guys would probably be the best answer for this the next hour, but lose a two bedroom house and a three bedroom house are completely two different markets, so the market that it opens up to by having that third bedroom is enormous. Not as many people looking for four bedrooms or two bedrooms. But three bedrooms is very, very common and popular. So it fits the the family dynamic for most people. So I, as long as I could maintain three bedrooms, I wouldn't worry about taking away some of that space if you need that bathroom.
0: All right. Good answer. Hope that helped, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Happy New Year to you. Uh, 651-989-9226. Uh, call it in. We have a line open. Or send uh, Luke a text, 81807. Here's another uh, text, Luke. Uh, by the way, if you're just joining us, Luke Panic is the, uh, among other things, with Lindis is the deck and port specialist with Lindis Construction. You want to get in touch with those good folks, one 800 leaf Guard is the number we always like to give you. All right, back to the text. Pros and cons of having the deck floor even with the house floor, so no stepping up when entering the house. You ever come across that issue? I'm sure you have.
1: Yeah, a common discussion item. I, if I... If I have my druthers, I like to set it about an inch below the threshold of the door. Um, primarily because of snow and ice, I want to have some drop so that, that that we we don't have, every time it snows, that it's automatically piling up outside the door. Um, if you want to build it flush to the threshold, so the top of the decking is right there, you can. There's no rule. There's nothing wrong with it other than, Again, the downside to that is not having a separation, a little bit of depth for moisture. The biggest issue we see is that the way in which they're connected to the house, the biggest challenge with that is flashing the door properly so moisture isn't getting into the into the house there. So that becomes really critical. Having that little bit of step helps us drip, essentially drip cap the sill of the door properly to get water away from the house, which we replace a lot of decks and when we go out to their home they're complaining about water in their basement above their basement patio door mm. or above their basement window where the deck isn't connected to the house properly and they've got water in their wall and then we open up the wall and it's nothing but mold and mm. you know looks like a bad halloween movie yeah. <laughs> but so that's the really the downside, but it is convenient to be able to just especially in handicap situations sure. to be able to roll in and out nice uh, having that flush. So it's just to be done with caution and make sure it's done correctly. You you know it's not a
0: problem. So we need I see now to take a break. Okay. We have more show to come. If you have any kind of home improvement questions, send a text at 81807 or you can call it in 651 651- 989 9226. Luke Panic is with us from Lindis Construction. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, presented every Saturday here in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Lindis Construction. Andy's taking the day off today, but our friend Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist with Lindis, is helping us out in studio here, helping you out. If you want to call in uh, your question for Luke, 651 989 9226 or send us a text, 81807. And we have some of those, Luke, to uh, to field here as well. Let's see. How do we know what walls we can take down to make a house more open? Uh, I don't know if this is complete. I like open floor plans, but with my house intact.
1: <laughs> Good question. <laughs> you will believe how many times I walk into a house, and that's the goal. How do I get rid of all these walls? I mean, the, when all these... Swedes and Norwegians came here they were used to having room a room to enter a room to eat a room to sit a room to prepare to sit and a room to cook all these rooms right <laughs> and now we're spending all this time getting rid of all these Opening walls up. so we we want to walk into a gymnasium as you know and, and cuz we we like to all commune together we don't want this formality of separation everybody yeah. who the heck doesn't want an open concept i mean everybody does sure so the real question is how you start that process is you got to find your attic access and look up in there and take a look at your roof trusses because you got to figure out are any of these walls bearing a load yeah. or, or is the roof system or the floor floor system is it spanning from exterior wall to exterior wall where that wall in the middle is just just dividing it's a divider is all it's doing so and it doesn't mean that you can't remove the wall it just means that If you remove it, you got to replace it with a beam or something because that's got to bear weight. So, and and we do this all the time. We come into homes and and decide, all right, we want to open this kitchen up into this room because the kitchen is too small and you know, you only want to be part of the, the scene or see the TV in the living room. So that that's where we start. We we look at the outside of the house and go, okay. Well, there's, there's a tr- there's a roof truss here. How, is it spanning it? Is it hand? Is it a hand frame truss? Is it manufactured? You know, that's what's got the process of figuring that out. But there's always a way to get rid of a wall. There's always a way to get rid of a
0: wall. Have you ever seen uh, or heard of horror stories of somebody knocking down a wall that shouldn't have, without support?
1: I. I have not. I, oh, I can't correct. say that I have, thank goodness. Uh, yeah. And but, Lind,
0: Lindis is glad to hear that, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that definitely can happen. I mean, if you remove a bearing point in a house, you're going to have a disaster on your hands. Uh, but, you know, it, it, oftentimes it's pretty quick to figure out. You know, just by a, a, a quick peek into the attic will tell you a lot of a lot of information. All right.
0: Text number, again, is 81807. Here's another one, Luke. At a cabin, I have plaster walls. Some have cracks and some holes. Can the cracks be taped and skim-coated as as like sheetrock? If I sheetrock over the walls uh, with holes, can I just use uh, 3/8 sheetrock and screw through the plaster into the studs?
1: Good 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 topic. Wow. Um a lot of a lot of uh a lot you can do here. Depending on the depending on the condition of what it is, if it's relatively flat, Okay, and it's just cracked. You can absolutely tape over that wall my My father actually did a ton of that in old homes where ceilings are sagged or nothing. He'd screw them back up into place with lots of screws and then he would put a piece of drywall tape literally next to each other all the way across the ceiling and then skim coat the whole thing and it would hold up really, really well if it's such a terribly rough surface. Mm-hmm. And you can get it flat, then you can just put your 3 8 sheetrock over the top of it and start okay. from scratch. You can do that also. But sometimes you don't have the the luxury of that thickness, you know, that, you know, it's real right. light fixtures. You got, you may have, you know, it just depends on the situation. But yes, you can tape it possibly, or you can uh, go over it with 3 8s either way. So uh, yeah, the answer is yes to both.
0: To yes to both. All right, good. Uh, let's see. Did you, I'd like here's another text, Luke. I'd like to replace linoleum with a wood-look tile in my laundry room, mm. where there is heavy traffic. What are the considerations between ceramic and porcelain? What should I look for in quality?
1: I you know, what I know of porcelain is a much harder tile than ceramic, because I've had to cut both and I know the porcelain is much more brittle and hard to cut. It is. I think that likely the um, the wood grain-looking tiles, like you see in maybe a McDonald, seems like I see them in McDonald's now or a Quick Trip, the, the wood floor look, I think those are ceramic tiles. I don't think they're porcelain to get that look. I don't know that for sure, but I think there's more variety with the basic ceramic tile. So I think the porcelain is probably the hardest Um but I don't. I don't know that either one. Either one is going to hold up fantastic compared to linoleum that they have. So I, I. I think just finding the right whether it's porcelain or whether it's ceramic, finding the right look, I think would be what would I would think about. I wouldn't worry so much whether it's porcelain or ceramic.
0: I worked with porcelain once. We put ourselves in uh, into our porch. Okay, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, using that wet saw with uh, this that, hard tough stuff. Yeah. But it's very durable, and you can put it in rooms that freeze. Oh. So, so that's what I liked about
1: it because oh. it's
0: an unheated porch.
1: So. Okay. Oh, so it's more durable to that environment. Yeah. I know that the ceramic, like you could, it seems like you could more score it and break it easily, yes. whereas that porcelain is not so conducive Can't to Can't do that. that. Yeah.
0: Let's go to the phone. With Jim in Andover he is on CCO. Jim, you're on with Luke.
2: Hey, I have a question for you. I, my house is 30 years old. And I have electric resistance heat panels in the ceiling above the sheetrock. And I had a textured ceiling there for a long time. And I get uh, hairline cracks uh, that show up where the heat panels are. And um, now that I've scraped all the the texture off and gone to a flat ceiling, they seem to be noticeable. Sure. So I'm wondering, I've tried electro or elastomeric caulk to see if that would work. I just put that on today. Okay. But any suggestions, the, the, the gaps will open and close depending on whether the heat panels are on or off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You've got some expansion and contraction, and in, in that's going to be a tough fix, because as long as that thing is moving, as long as that sheetrock is, because of that heat is causing that it, to expand, and then it turns off and it shrinks a little. and so it's an accordion. That that's gonna be tough to to fix with anything that's not flexible. The last elastomeric cock is a good solution, but you probably difficult to hide. You're gonna see it. Um that that that's really a tough one to fix with drywall. I right? because drywall just isn't real forgiving, isn't real flexible. In fact, most almost every house in the state of Minnesota has a crack somewhere that opens up in the winter. <laughs> it's, it's true. And closes in the summer, and people call us want, hoping that their house isn't gonna fall down. What's going on here? We're like, no, he just you know, you've got you've built a. We've got a house on a surface that moves. You know, it, it, it's a bowl of jelly in the summer, and then it turns to a rock. And then you know, it, it's a tough fix. Tape, lots of tape. Uh, when I say tape, I, I don't mean masking. I mean drywall, drywall tape that's webbed, the fiberglass mesh tape over that area, and then skim coated might hold up to that, but I don't know. If it, I don't know that it
0: will. Guess what, Luke. We're out of time. I oh, don't know. Yeah, it's true. It was good to see you again. Flies by when you're it, having so it, much fun. Really. <laughs> it always does. And we thank our listeners for uh, sending in their text messages. Sorry we couldn't get to all of them, but uh, and the phone callers as well. Happy New Year to you and your family, Luke. We'll, you we'll too, see Daddy. you out there. I got to have you out and take a look and see what we could talk about decking. All right. At our place. All right. Sounds good. All right. Good deal. Happy New Year. You Luke, too, Luke Panic. Uh, from uh, Linda's Construction. You want to get in touch with those are good folks, as I said, 1-800-LEAF-GUARD is the easiest number to remember.